All eyes on uh, Hurricane Florence this morning. We certainly hope that anybody who's in the affected area is safe and okay. I mean, they started evacuations, you know, along days the North ago. Carolina coast a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, you know Murphy. What upsets well, Murphy? Oh, yes, for a while now. What upsets a few him years. almost more than anything? Ah, uh, when things don't work the way they're supposed to. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. You're such a lover and consumer of technology. I am. For it not to work, it stops everything. I yeah. mean, you if we're in the car and something doesn't work, he almost you almost pull over and go, we're fixing this, kids. I don't care if we're going to be late. Too bad. Yeah, but I understand it because a lot of times the things that go wrong and need fixing you can't logically figure out why it's not working. Where's the acceptance, It makes sense. It makes sense that this should be working. Things that have worked before that don't have moving parts typically should work, right? Right. But what I'm saying is, where's your human acceptance of, okay, it's not working right now, next. That's a few few hours in after the beatdown. Not for me. I did, I mean, because I think I know where you're going here. Last night, we were watching... we trying were trying to watch. We had this long evening and all these, you know, family serious conversation. I'm like, look, let's just do something real quick before we go to bed. Let's just escape a little bit and let's go spend some time with Jimmy McGill and let's watch one more episode of Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. the new season. So we get comfortable on the sofa, you know, we click play and it starts and it's one of these episodes where he's back in uh, Breaking Badland oh, almost yeah, yeah, like yeah, in his yeah. old office yeah. and we're so excited I'm like wow this is cool this is Breaking Bad like and then how many times do you think it stopped and the thing was just spinning yeah six or seven six times six or seven times it would get it literally would get maybe 60 seconds in uh, and, and the same line that he kept saying hey did you find the and it would freeze and his face would be frozen to his secretary and so yeah. at first I'm thinking okay is there something messed up with the Roku let me just rest- so we restarted that and started to hit play again, and it got to the same place, stopped. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll try one more thing here, and I'm pretty sure it'll work this time. Restarted it, same thing. So finally, I'm like, you know what? Let's go to bed. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm taking a shower. I'm going to bed. I'm not going to worry about it. But it drives you crazy to the point of, we've got to get things that work, or you've got know. to learn acceptance with it. Could have been our Wi-Fi messed up. I mean, who knows yeah, what it was. That's when you go to bed, and the whole time you're thinking, it could have been this. I should have tried that. And he was cutting a hole. The scene, he's cutting a hole in the wall and yeah, taking something yeah. out. We want to know what's in the wall. Yeah. Well, what it sounds like to me is 60 seconds is long enough for you to really kind of convince yourself that it's working, and then when it doesn't work again, it's right. just more infuriating. It's true, yeah. Bailey. Yeah. It's yeah. totally So I true. give everything at least a minute. <laughs> we'll try again tonight. What do you say? Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Our in-studio pediatrician, Dr. Bucky, is here answering some really good questions, including chores. And your first Hollywood Outsider of the morning is next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. You guys heard about Heidi Klum ghosting Drake. You heard that this week, right? I heard he asked her out or something. And she oh, never really? responded back. Which is weird because when Drake asks you out, you respond. The ladies of the world are like, what's wrong with you, honey? Yeah, but how she said why? Was well, she in a relationship deal. at yes. the time? Yes. Okay, so once, a long time ago, she was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she was letting, she, they were talking about Drake and she was saying that she has a crush on him, that she liked him. Mm. So word got back to him and he got her digits and, you know, hey, do you want to go out? Like He got in touch with her. Right. And by, by the time he did, she had already started dating someone else, so she didn't even respond back to him. Uh, Hence, she ghosted him. 
Mm. Um, and so she was on Ellen again this week, and she said, you know, and so Ellen asked her about it. She says, you know what? Sorry, Drake, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> Basically, that he was a week too late, but she still really likes him a lot, and she'll still show up at his concerts. And yeah. Ellen was like, oh, you're not going to get in now. But I just think that's a funny story. That's cute. And that's how it's done well, in Hollywood. You mentioned that you like somebody in an interview. You know that's what happened with Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello. <sighs> Love them. What, as she missed co- a text? No, 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 no. <laughs> he did this interview with People Magazine when he was the sexiest man alive. Yeah, okay. I remember that. I think he was. Anyway, that's, and they you, were, that's what you call him anyway. Yeah. When, when he was the sexiest yeah, yeah. man alive, <laughs> and they asked him, well, he's he was a bachelor. He was like the most eligible bachelor in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. And um, they asked him, well, who do you like? Who would you like to date? All these, you know, prying personal questions. And he threw her name out. He was like, I always thought she was funny and gorgeous. He didn't even know her. Right. She heard about it. And I'm not saying she did this in the same day, but she broke up with her longtime boyfriend. Wow. Seriously. At first, she, you know, I don't think it happened that quickly, but yeah. Anyway, there you go, Sam. Maybe what you need to do is determine who you think is funny and gorgeous. Just say I'm just it. Throw it out there right, and exactly. hope they get it. Just say it. I want to let you know, guys, that this news was dropped this week too. That Sally Field has opened up about her life in a new book called In Pieces. Mm-hmm. Sally Field, who you don't expect to hear a lot of personal stuff from, we never really have, and this yeah. is a very um, gripping sort of book about a lot of abuse that she dealt with, not just in Hollywood, but in her younger days and her personal life. And then wait. She's never talked about Burt Reynolds. She talks about him in this book. Hmm. And she actually even said when doing some book tours about it that she's glad he's not going to ever read it because she feels like it would have hurt him. Because she's honest about how complicated and hurtful that relationship was to her. Crazy. And it's called In Pieces. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Coming up in your next Outsider next News from the set of This Is Us, Sam. Uh-oh. Your favorite dramatic show that makes you cry. Get my Kleenex. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. You guys know who Milo Ventimiglia is, right? Yes. No. Yes. He's Jack from This Is Us. Are you and Mom all right? Stop it. We're fine. Uh, you don't seem fine. Look, it's marriage. He you was mean the he family, was Jack. He's the family hero, oh. and he's Enough with the spoilers and, already, <laughs> Sam. I'm going to tell you this. The new season, season three, is this month. It comes out on September 25th, mm. and I don't know if I'm going there. Why? Why? Too I like heavy? Him. Oh, Sam. It makes me feel the feels, and it sometimes I just am not, I can't do that. Oh, I know, but they got to have another <sighs> big storyline. Ah, they do have lots. Yeah, you something know? more than the guy who crashed into the coffee table. Who is that? <laughs> Toby. Toby. Okay. He's my favorite yeah. guy. And what's coming for him in season three, I don't like at all. Oh, <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> the reason I bring it up, he's done some interviews because the show's coming out. And he's nominated for his second time for an Emmy yeah. for yeah. playing Jack on This Is Us. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Well, you know who he's up against. Everybody. Sterling uh, Brown. Yeah. He's up against also his own. On the show. He's on the show. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You'd be happy. He'd yeah. be happy if any of them win. Anyway, um, he's been doing some interviews about it. Some really, the, one of the hardest things for him to ever film was, and I'll just say this, no spoilers, <laughs> the fire. They had the set, the set with this huge wall of real actual flame. So when he was doing all of that, he was really doing it running between real fire. Really? Controlled fire, but still. Well, yeah. Freaked him out. Just want to throw that out at you. And by the way, if you want to see him win Emmy or whoever, Sterling K too, that'd be great too. Uh, the Emmys will be on Monday, September 17th. So right around the corner. Yeah, yes. Monday. Next Monday. Um, Murphy, I want to tell you this especially. You know the girl who played Sally in Mad Men? 
Oh, the daughter, yes. Love Sally. Her, good she's character, an actress, great her name actress. is Kernan Shipka. That's her name. She has a new Netflix show. And as much as I would love for it to be Sally, her own show, like, let's watch her grow up. <laughs> that would be so fabulous. It would have been set in the 70s. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, she does have a new Netflix show that debuts in October um, called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So it's Sabrina the, the, teenage, the teenage Witch, witch? but a different telling of it, more oh. dark and like an origin story of this witch, yeah. you know, half human, half witch, dealing with everything, and she's the lead character. Look for it on mm. Netflix. More horror type. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, Dr. Bucky is here to answer your questions uh, from our Facebook page and from our email at murphysamandjody.com. Yeah, he's our in-studio pediatrician, and first we're going to ask and talk about chores and when to start them. Dr. Bucky is here, our in-studio pediatrician, answering your questions from murphysamandjody.com, uh, also on our Facebook page. Yeah, always reach out and ask. And you know, over the years, Dr. Bucky, not only have you talked about medicine specifically, but you've always talked about healthy habits. So what I wanted to ask you about today is like chores. How important is that and how important mm-hmm. should we start to get our kids into a routine like that? And well, at what age? Well, Murphy, I, I think chores do great. I start talking at kindergarten about doing chores with kids. Now, really? they're not mowing the grass and not doing things like that okay (laughs) but i think it's great to get them it's part of helping it's not necessarily a chore it's just helping the family function is is. what it is you're a part of the family absolutely and it's just part of doing it now do they have to you know you slave drive them all day long no but there's no reason that they can't help out i mean one of the chores we always did past five or six years old was all the kids had to put up the number of clothes that the age they were. If I had an eight-year-old, they, they would have to fold and put up eight pieces of clothes. Wow. Mm, of course, they system. fought the towels because the towels were easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But it just makes sense, and it gets them involved in that. Now, the problem with is with us in general, and this is just an observation for me, is that we let our kids get by with too much, and they don't do very much, and they, they play video games all day, and they, they fuss about it, and they do this. That's not what you want as – and it, it it's not necessarily they're going to turn out to be bad kids, but – I think you need to ingrain in them a, a sense of work and helping the family and and doing those type things. I mean, yeah. there's no reason there's no reason. They, in fact, we used to do when the kids got uh, lower school to middle school age, we would make we we would divide the house into let's see, it was floors, it was ca- it was counters, it was clothes, it was bathrooms, mm-hmm. and every week they rotated and they they did that during the summer. Ooh, uh, nice. and it was tough. Now during the school year, we took we we gave them a break most of sure, the time, sure, because. School homework it's tough it, I mean, it just does on that end because that's their primary duty but there's there is a i think there's very good idea right to do chores i realize that good habit now right? i realize mine the not hard way but just one day when the girls were almost to junior high late elementary and i was doing laundry at 11 o'clock at night and i was i thought i thought to myself what is wrong with me they need to learn this and i need to sleep and so these our girls do laundry now. Absolutely, our, they don't our, love it, but they do it. Jody, all our kids are entitled to an extent, and probably more than they need to be. And that that's a blanket statement, but it's probably right. true. We need to make sure that they do do contribute to the family. That's great, great advice, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Send your questions anytime to Doctor Bucky on our Facebook page or MurphySamAndJody.com. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. All right, Bucky, we've got some email for you next. Yeah, a dad wants some advice of how to know when if at all, to change their chi- his child's school. Dr. Bucky is here, our in-studio 
in studio pediatrician mm-hmm. <laughs> almost combine those two words guys <laughs> um answering your questions from murphy sam and jody.com you ready for another one i am all right this comes from daddy d uh, no full names. Not okay, like Doctor. Dear Doctor, is this a HIPAA thing? No real names. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering how you feel about the decision to change a child's school. Meaning, if it's necessary, how do we help them do it? We are thinking we need to do this for our junior high twins. We would love your thoughts. Thank you, Daddy D. Uh, mm. It's a, that's mm. a tough question, Daddy D. I mean, it just is. I mean, school at that point is so important to them. That's their social identity. It is. That's it's where, their world. But it's also where they need to learn to become adults in many ways. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're seven, eight hours a day, and you think about the influence the teachers and and their their fellow peers have on them. So it's it's very hard to do that. I'm not sure what reasons you want to change schools. It gets to be middle school a lot of times where it's social. Mm-hmm. They say yeah. that by fourth or fifth grade, if your child has no friends. There needs to be a change. Even if they have just one or really? two friends, it's fine. But yeah. it's very important to have that one okay. or two friends is what it is. If sure. you don't think about making changes, and I'm not sure For exactly them. what the change, but possibly change in a school, if you feel like your child's not being academically challenged and it's just a – or it's or the other end of that, it's a poor environment. There's right. just a lot of uh, bad – Things get in the way. Yeah. Uh, even sometimes even they're in a really bad peer group, sometimes okay. a change is made. But you got to be careful because when you change it, you break their heart in many ways because they develop their peer relationships. Even if they're you said not that. necessarily good peer relationships, they developed them. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you got to make. You're not their best friend. You are their parent, and so right. you got to make decisions as a parent. Right. Discuss it with them. See what's going on, and and work from there, and see if if it is in their best long term interest. You may have to change schools. Yeah. Well, many times, if it's a military family or you're changing for professional reasons, some people have to relocate. And there's it not really all a the choice in the matter to make it happen. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and look, despite the heartache, they live through it. It's tough. So you need to need to really think hard before you do that. And when you do, though, do it and do it in a good way. I never thought about it the other way around, though, because if you're not moving and you're going to be in a place for a long, long time, observing and having to make a change because you think something is wrong is not something that I think would have occurred to me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's no. great advice. It's It's difficult. Thank you, Daddy D. Good luck to you. I think those are really good answers. Aww. A lot to think about. All right, send your questions anytime to murphysamandjody.com or on our Facebook page for Dr. Bucky. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Here's a big one for you, ladies. Hope you're sitting down. John Hamm wants to be Batman. <laughs> Jody's Hollywood Outsider. So, Sam, you sent me a text uh, yesterday evening that literally stopped me in my tracks. I was walking the dogs, mm-hmm. and then you sent me this link to an article, and I I didn't know where I was. The story being that <laughs> John Hamm of Mad Men fame, one of my favorites, like anything he does, yeah. I'm front row. John Hamm has expressed interest in in being Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, as soon as you sent sent that to me, you know what I saw? The bottom Him half the of suit, right? the bottom half of his face exposed, and the top half in the Batman yeah. mask, if you can call it a mask, headpiece, if you will. John Hamm is Batman. And does this all come about? Oh my gosh! I didn't really read the story, but did it all come about because they're they're considering getting rid of? I don't know why ben it all Affleck. came about, but it seems kind of like it's a wonderful timing sort mm-hmm. of a thing because, yes, we'll get to what's happening over at DC Comics because they are just kind of blowing things up and yeah. they're looking to hit a reset button on Batman and Superman because of Ben Affleck and what he's what's going on with him. But here's the deal. This is not just a rumor. <laughs> John Hamm was doing an interview and someone 
Just big fat asked him about Batman. There are at least rumors that you're interested in Batman. I've had rumors about that since probably since season one of Mad Men. I, I, I've, never, I've never had a conversation with anybody about it, literally. And I've sat in the rooms with all, all these guys. Never been offered anything. I think the internet wants what it wants. I can't would, control the would internet. Would you like it? Depends. Uh, on what? Script. What the story is. He went on to say, ladies and gentlemen, so it's all... that he thinks he'd fit the suit. Oh, well, he'd probably fit the suit. Is it all bogus then? Or... No, it's not all bogus. It's just that he's not had the conversations, but he would. Yeah. Anybody who watched Mad Men could see that Yeah. in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, okay, I know how gaga you are over, over him. I, I, but I enjoy him. How about that? Honestly, as soon as I read the story, I thought, okay, suit, John Hamm. He would look good in the suit. He would look good in the suit, and he'd yeah. play it well. Oh, my goodness. DC, there's your reset. There's your reset, DC Comics. <laughs> Woo. All right, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning around 7.55, former boxing champ Oscar De La Hoya's mm-hmm. big news. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram also. That's the way we love to keep up with you all day long. You know, kind of at night when you're doing that catch-up thing. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that you uh, miss, of course. But if you like our Facebook page, you'll always get a notification <laughs> of something new. I know what you're thinking, Jody. Speaking of french fries and ketchup? I don't know. I thought you were thinking of George W. Or George Bush. That catch-up thing? Oh, no, I wasn't thinking no. of that. Okay. Um, guys, it's pizza week. Mm. So happy about it. All these great pizza you know, recipes and ideas, things you can throw together easily at home. It makes it fun. It makes it easy for you, like buffalo chicken pizza. Yesterday, we told you about the easiest barbecue chicken pizza you'll ever make. Right. If you're in the mood for that. Um, but there's one recipe on here on our list at our website for you that is probably the easiest thing I've ever made. I only made it one time and I brought it here. And I don't know if you remember that, Sam. Pizza dip. Oh, yeah. Pizza dip. Mm. How I do remember that. I remember doing it because you were Murphy on email at the house, just <laughs> chewing on your tongue. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I have everything in the pantry and fridge to make this. And so I made it. I found it on online and it was good. Mm-hmm. We brought it to work. So it's cream cheese, Italian spices or seasonings, Parmesan cheese, mozzarella, and one cup of pizza sauce. We happened to have a little jar of pizza sauce in the fridge that night. Okay, you mix the cream cheese and the Italian stuff. You put it on the bottom, um, and then on like a pie plate. I think I did a pie plate. Yeah, and then you sprinkle the cheeses. You do some pizza sauce. You sprinkle more cheeses. You put it in the microwave for like five minutes, and it gets all bubbly and happy. And you serve it with crackers or French bread or whatever you got. No pepperoni here. No, the reason I say this you is could. I think I made this one time and I used those little tiny pepperoni. You have to use the tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, you can you season that it. to your preference. Mm-hmm. You could probably create any version of a pizza that you wanted. Totally could. Right. Yes, you could. But all we had to do was the sauce and the cheeses yeah. and bubble it up. It was really good. It tastes it's like fun. a pizza. Right. And it smells like, hey, somebody just brought a pizza up in here. No, it's actually Check pizza dip. Check it mm-hmm. out. Pizza Week at MurphySamAndJody.com. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I have a question, and I'm asking for a friend. Okay. Uh, sure, <laughs> Sam. Is it normal for the girl to ask, the, or normal for the girl to tell the boy uh, what to wear for homecoming in high school? Uh-huh. I have a question about homecoming. Oh. I, I'm not going this year. I decided to sit out. Okay, Good call, Sam. Sam. <laughs> Uh, I liked. always liked homecoming. Uh, Parker has a homecoming date with a cheerleader. Jackson has a homecoming date as well. Nice. Uh, my two teen boys. Yes. Uh, and uh, Jackson's date told him, uh, this is the, uh, she already bought the tie. She said, this is the color tie. Whoa, this is the tie which, you're going to wear. This is what I want you to wear. She bought his tie. Yeah. 
Hmm. So there's, I guess she knows who she's dealing with. <laughs> okay. What's your question? Actually, she does know who she's dealing with because Jackson told his mom that it was magenta and it's seafoam green. Ooh. What? Jackson, it's like, whoa, huh? man, that's totally different. Yeah. So anyway, it's seafoam green. Nice. I went and shopped, got the clothes, perfect, done deal. Oh, I like seafoam green. And Which I remember was... when, when Sammy was in high school, I believe he was told the same thing by his date. This right. is what the color scheme is. And, and I've heard it before. The, the girl kind of organizes and here's the color scheme. Right. This is what you get. Yeah. And basically don't show up unless you're wearing that kind of thing. I mean, is that normal or is it just my experience? I think it is the norm. It doesn't mean it happens in every case, but I do believe it's the norm. If I can go back in my brain, I do remember any homecoming or prom I went to. I got to choose my dress and then it was like, this is the color. Right. So then you coordinate, the guys would coordinate their bow ties or what do you call those? Pants. No, no, no. The cummerbund? Cummerbund. Oh, you're talking fancy. I'm talking fancier, but for homecoming, the same deal. Like if I wore a blue dress, I'd be like, remember, I'm wearing a blue dress. So yeah, I think the girl leads the fashion part of that. See, but am, with our experience, I am so fine with that. Yeah. I mean, really, that's why. I mean, I know there are guys who can be all G, GQ all day long. Me, I need either a mannequin to display how this actually goes together, <laughs> or somebody to give me a specific instruction. Right, I really do like to shop with you and kind of help. You. <laughs> um, but I mean, I that's a the, nice way of saying it. Or I can do the whole Mark Zuckerberg thing. Yeah, he'll wear any shirt that he wants to as long as it's a black T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, well. I will tell you in our experience with this recently with our tailor and prom. She went to prom last year with her friend Nick. And so I said, well, let's go, you know, prom dress shopping. And I said, well, have you talked to him about what he wants to wear, too? Like, and she said, no, he told me to pick out the dress and let him know. Uh-huh. So he he uh-huh. drove it. But but it was you tell me yeah. what you want. And that's what he did. Gotcha. So she sent him like a picture of the dress and he got the cummerbund and all that to go. so it is normal i think it is female led yeah yes uh we're gonna hear from you on this though coming up next in the producer's mailbag we have some of your comments on you know the homecoming question hoco mm-hmm. okay we love hearing from you jump in anytime 877-310-4msj or hit us up on facebook or instagram it's time for the producer's mailbag chad what's in your bag today and we are talking homecoming i don't know traditions or hoco hoco sam asked the question is it normal for the The, girls to tell the boys hey this is what you're wearing color coordinated right and we've we've got some hot takes here Okay. okay having a lot of fun watching this one develop okay uh so arguments on both sides um, Ashley says, when I was in school, the girl just told the guy the color of her dress, mm-hmm. and he chose something that would match. These days, yeah. you get a phone call from the girl's parents telling you exactly what to ooh, expect. Ooh. My boys will wear what they choose. Oh, wow. snap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's another well, one uh, from Sam- uh, Samantha. Um, since when are the girls more important than the boys? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. How, okay. how about my boys will tell your girls what they're wearing and you can match them? Mm. Yes, it could be. Again, it's going to be a personal preference thing. Me, personally, I'm fine with the ladies telling me what to do. That's, yeah. well, that's just the that thing. kind that's, of guy. That's what I always found to be more common. It doesn't mean it's the absolute way it has to be, but it commonly is that the, the girls care so much about what they're wearing and yeah. the boys, for the most part, don't No, I'm, or didn't. Because I remember, like, prom, I mean, that's a big thing for the girl to find the style and the color and the everything. Right. Well, and then you're like, just renting a tux. It's right. just like, make sure the cummerbund I matches. I never went to, well, I did go to one prom with a boy that cared a lot, meaning he wanted to wear all white. Yeah. And he did. But I didn't care. 
you know? Yeah, well, as Jody knows, uh, the two of us being married, I am absolutely missing the fashion sense gene. You know, I was not really born with it, and so... Yeah, when I first met you, you were wearing a lot of paisley and... What were you wearing? A lot of Bill Cosby type sweaters. (laughs) Yes, I I was. And I'm sorry to call it that. That's why Jody and I never went to Hong Kong. (laughs) Yeah, Lena responds, since it takes about four to five hours, two to three stores, and 20 plus dresses for a teenage girl to find the right one that fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I think the girls lead most often. Look, let us know your experiences with this too. But Sam, to answer your question, it sounds like it's very normal. And the thing is, it's like, I'm glad that Jackson has been told what to do because if Jackson had to take the initiative, oh, I mean, it would be the afternoon of homecoming. Oh, can we go to the mall? I got to get some clothes for tonight. Since the dance is in the gym, can I wear gym shorts? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Ashley and Samantha. 877-310-4675. Jump in anytime. Coming up, Sam has music news. Jody, just for you, all that talk about Bruno Mars playing Prince in the biopic. He was asked. Well, that's what you think. That's next. Sam's got music news. Well, we heard on the uh, Hollywood Outsider and some other places that Bruno Mars has been asked to play Prince in a biopic on Netflix. I have no doubt he could do it. I don't think he would say yes to it, though. Well, the thing is, I don't even know that he was asked because his representatives say the report is 100% false. It's crazy. Completely false. Not only that, but even the folks on Netflix said... We're not making a film about Do you Prince. know, we did that story, and I, I found it in three places, mm-hmm. three places that he had been asked, and there was no comment yet. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder, do people put that out there in hopes that Netflix will go, you know, we have no plans, but hey, guys, this would be a great idea. <laughs> Netflix you know, I mean, has no, got plans. It's the guy in the development meeting that got right. shot down. Right. I'll yeah. show them. That's right. Tweet that, baby. <laughs> Aha, see, people do want it. <laughs> and all I'll you? say is this. Wait as long as you have to, Hollywood, to make a really good Prince biopic, yeah. and I need it to be the one. Yeah. Okay? Well, and plus, I mean, I Bruno closure. Mars is such a superstar, I think it would be difficult not to see Bruno, Bruno instead of actually Prince, right? Right. right. So, forget that He was that one of his idols, now. though, just, you know. You know, Paul McCartney has a new album out now called Egypt Station. Yes. And uh, one of the new songs off of it, here it is. I saw you flash a smile, that seemed to me Come to on say. to me. Well, he now says that Kanye West offered to produce the whole album for him. Yes. He said they were sitting there, because if you remember a while back, a few years back, he and Kanye got together and were just noodling around in the studio, and actually that Rihanna song, Four or Five Seconds, came out of it. That's right. All the guitar is Paul in this. And it's funny, he told, he's told a story about this, too, how when uh, Kanye sent him the song, and Paul's like, he goes, you know, remember when we were playing around? This is one of the songs that came out of it. He goes, I don't remember recording that. He goes, no, that's your guitar. The whole thing is your guitar under it. Huh. And then he brought it to Rihanna, and he and Rihanna did the vocals over it. He goes, that's all your guitar. Wow. And so. Paul was like, ah. Anyway, he offered. I wasn't uh, Kanye, paying any attention to you. <laughs> Kanye, when he was uh, talking to Paul about doing the new album, Egypt Station, he goes, hey, man. I'll be happy to do it for you. I'll produce it for you. I'll do everything for you. But he did And didn't. Paul said, you know what? I really like the idea. 
but he said it wasn't where I was going to go with the album. Sure. Because I know Kanye's got his own ideas. So he said, no, but thanks. And he said, Kanye was like, cool, that's no problem. And okay. they went on their way. It's cool they've got that relationship, though. Mm-hmm. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. Hey, Judy, there's something that's really kind of beginning to bug me about Murphy and Sam, and I'm wondering oh. if you've noticed it. Oh, hmm. Bailey, yeah. probably have. Let's do that coming up next. Hey, Jody, I want to ask you a question about something that maybe you've noticed. Okay, Producer Bailey, I'm going to on spot here. Yeah, so me being around here, I'm learning new things about all of you. And there's something between Murphy and Sam that I find totally intriguing. They tell jokes that do not have punchlines. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) What on earth? I just don't understand. Finally, someone else feels my pain. (laughs) They love to throw something out so that the other one will benefit from the unspoken punchline. That's right. the thing. So Jody and I have been married for 18 years, but Sam and I have actually known each Longer. other for 26 years now. Mm. Yeah. And and so, yes, we, we think very similarly so I can say something and he knows, you know, the, exactly the unspoken answer yes. and me too. And I yeah. can either keep the punchline to myself and laugh right. or I can spit it out for everybody and still laugh. Do you enjoy right. this, Bailey? I I enjoy it because it's it's kind of cute you know it's <laughs> <laughs> thanks Bailey yeah. cute, but guys I, but I don't enjoy it because I wanted I want to know the joke know. Right. So, just ask yeah you're gonna be sorry you did sometimes yeah because sometimes it's like old the origin of the joke is not as good <laughs> right it's not yeah. as funny and some things aren't uh, appropriate jokes. you know right. for <laughs> they're, they're a bit outdated for <laughs> modern yeah. decency I don't, I don't know what it is I'm sure there's some sort of term for it you might yeah. even look well, it up I, in five seconds I came up it. with a joke or with a with a term for it it's called a vampire joke a vampire joke it's so inside it never comes out it just (laughs) it's such an inside joke it's like it's in the coffin all the time yeah yeah. okay i don't know Um, it was bad what i'm saying is that the the longer you spend with people and we all spend a lot of time together yeah you start to think like that you start to be a part of a group i told you guys this story recently where i was at an event without you both uh, without all of you. Yeah. And I, it was just like, at every moment, I was like, uh, if Sam were here, I'd tell him this. Or I mm. wish Murphy here was like, I could point that out. Yeah. It becomes your group, your tribe, your people. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, families kind of have that same thing. I'm sure your family has inside jokes, too. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? We, my, my dad, and because of the movie Duel... Which, you know, if you haven't seen the movie Duel, then oh, this will God. mean nothing to you. It's, it was Steven Spielberg's first movie. And and so Dennis Weaver, who's driving the car and being chased, is the one he gets excited. You can't beat me on the grade. You can't beat me on the grade. And so that would that line would just get thrown out. And yeah. all of our family would laugh. And everybody else like, what? <laughs> what, what, is, what is, what is right. these, these people are weird. And so that's what you guys do da- on the daily to produce me and a Sam do the same yeah. thing, yes. And sometimes you don't even have to respond to the joke. You'll say the yeah. first part of half of the joke. Yeah. And then well, say, Start cracking up. Sam, two fish walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it works. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. The big news of former boxing champ Oscar De La Hoya and John Ham wants to be Batman, and I need a minute for that. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. I promise we're going to get to John Ham possibly wanting to be Batman, which almost kept me up last night. But <laughs> first, <laughs> You hear about Oscar De La Hoya's big news? Former boxing champ Oscar De La Hoya says he's uh, planning to run for president in 2020. He was in Las Vegas to promote his middleweight match and what what he's doing in boxing. And he said he's serious about a run. And Mm. here's the quote. 
That's the beauty of our nation. If Arnold Schwarzenegger can be governor and Donald Trump can be president, then why can't a Mexican-American who won an Olympic gold medal, who's over 35 and a U.S. citizen, run for president? Exactly right. Right, exactly right. And you know what? In telling that tale... You left out Ronald Reagan. You left out Clint Eastwood. You know, <laughs> oh, that's political. right. He was the mayor of Carmel. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. So that's the Oscar De La Hoya big news yeah. of the day, and it does sound like he would get a lot of support. Oh, he would run yeah. on the Democratic ticket. So, all right, are you ready to move <laughs> to John? <laughs> I know Hamm you as are, Batman. <laughs> okay, the word is, and you sent me this article yesterday. And I literally stopped in my tracks <laughs> that John Hamm casually said in an interview when somebody asked him. And John Hamm, we're, talk, we're talking of Mad Men. Yeah, he rocked that role. He everything he does, I love to watch. He casually said that he would be interested in being Batman. Somebody huh. somebody asked him. He didn't throw it out there. He said in an interview they asked yeah. him, and here's what he did have to say. There are at least rumors that you're interested in Batman. I've had rumors about that since probably since season one of Mad Men. I, I, I've, never, I've never had a conversation with anybody about it, literally. And I've sat in the rooms with all, all these guys. Never been offered anything. I think the Internet wants what it wants. I can't would, control the would Internet. Would you like it? Depends. Uh, on what? script what the story is smart it is all about the story don't you know put the suit on if the story's not great because he said he admires a lot of the superhero movies now yeah and he did end the interview by saying i'd probably fit the suit yeah but does he realize he'll be in the dc universe and he not, does and not the cool universe that's why he's saying that the script matters but i will tell you this over at dc they're trying to hit a reset button it looks like ben affleck is going to be out yeah. of his batman role so somebody needs to fit the suit and it looks like henry cavill is also leaving the superman role behind mm-hmm. so they're looking to fill and reboot reset everything at dc I think John they, they Hammond is a good place to start. Over there. Yeah. Either way, it's a wonderful mental picture for you today, ladies. <laughs> well, for John you, yeah. Hamm <laughs> is Batman. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. The next Outsider coming up around 8.30. And it is Pizza Week at MurphySamandJody.com. Easy things. I mean, who doesn't love pizza? But an easy, uh, fast ideas for you at night, especially with you know kids in school and trying to manage all that. And speaking of that, you can always uh, catch up on anything you miss here on the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. Every show is posted in its entirety. And then, of course, we do something called After the Show, which is something you only get on the podcast. You know how um, kids love to, well, siblings love to pick at each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have the perfect example of that last night. Um, well, Taylor, Taylor and Phoebe are three and a half years apart from each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because we have bearded, they each have a bearded dragon... We have crickets in the house, and a, well, and a cricket keeper. <laughs> Not in the house. The crickets yeah. are the food. And, um, yeah, we're well, to- re- they shouldn't have been. We've made some transition, and we had to go back to crickets only temporarily. Well, right, because they need some protein, and we need to order some more doobie roaches. Yeah. I guess we had, to, we had to wean them off the mealworms, because right. apparently mealworms are like feeding bags of candy to a bearded dragon. Like Halloween. That's why. Yes. <laughs> Every day was Halloween for Ogie. Okay, so anyway, um, I hear Taylor fussing and getting upset with Phoebe, and it's funny... I guess Phoebe was feeding her her beardy, and she decided to. Taylor was in the bathroom, slip a cricket under the bathroom door. And she, said, <laughs> she said, "Hey, would you like to meet Jiminy? This is Jiminy Cricket. That's the problem, though. They keep playing with each other with these crickets. Just here's a cricket. Yeah, that there I, are crickets in the house, like jumping free that's now. That's the problem. Oh, they're loose yeah. crickets. Yeah, yes. I mean, when the jokes turn into me walking down the hall, going, "Is that a cricket? That's a cricket. <laughs> really There's a more cricket. than one. What's going it's on like, here? Stop being so haphazard with taking them out uh, of cricket crickets and put well, them into the terrariums. I thought maybe we had a hole in the cricket keeper, but we." <laughs> No, no, we just got haphazard, you know, feeding of them. You know, 
Sam, I hate to tell you this, but it's a, I'm still, it's a technological marvel, this cricket keeper, because I don't know how it works. All it is is four tubes that go into an aquarium looking thing. It's a piece of plastic and they can't get out. They love to stay in the tubes, but they can't get out of the cricket keeper. You take the tube out, you put your hand on the bottom of the opening and you tap it into the the terrarium and the crickets go flying out into the terrarium and then Beardy sees it and starts eating. Party's over. Yeah. But so. I think it's time to switch back to the dubia roaches again, yeah. which really look more like bugs. They don't. That's a, it's a horrible name, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, as long as we don't see those things cross, you know, mm. crawling across the floor. Why yeah. did y'all quit feeding them dubias? We ran out. Oh, oh. We ate them all. Gotcha. It's a specialty item. <laughs> Either that or the mail carriers refusing to deliver that stuff to our house. I now. got your box of roaches. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. More of your email answered in the producer's mailbag on uh, homecoming. And is it normal for the girls to tell the boys what to wear? Coming up next, though, our in-studio pediatrician, Dr. Bucky, answering your questions about, our questions, too, about chores and when to start your children yeah, what doing age? them. All right, give us a call anytime. Jump in, 877-310-4MSJ, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. The producer's mailbag. Boy, are things getting hot with this Facebook post. Sam wanting to know, is it normal for the girls to tell the boys what to wear for homecoming? I think in most cases it might be a little normal, but I don't think it's bossy like, you're wearing blue. I I hope it's not that way. Well, it's kind of the dress is more important, I would think, because color-wise... Right. Usually, yeah. In my experience, the girl chooses her dress and then the date coordinates based on the dress. Ah, coordinate. Like maybe, that word. Yeah. Maybe it could be a mutual decision. Whoever has the most fashion sense could go for it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Chad, yeah, what do to, we have? To agree with your point, Sam, Lena agrees. Color coordination, that's pretty much what everybody's preaching here. Okay. Normally, I'd agree not to promote anything that's favoring one gender over another, but it's a lot harder to find the perfect dress than it is to match a shirt and a tie with a color scheme. Mm-hmm. Truly. I don't think it's True. one gender over another. It's just who leads in this case, right? Mm-hmm. Who's leading the conversation in this case? But she's right. I mean, they're, you know, they're clothing choices for guys, you know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry. I, mean, I honestly, after seeing Sammy go through this and Will and now Jackson go to the homecoming dance, I guarantee you 90% of the boys are wearing black pants and either a black or white shirt. Right. It's just like the standard whatever it is. I don't know why, but well, it's okay. like yeah, yeah. if Johnny Cash were here, he'd be in heaven. <laughs> Although Johnny is already He's in already yes, in he heaven. Is, Sam. Okay. And, and black goes with everything. On the other side, Iris says, My grandson's going in all white. Anyone cool. will match that. He says Boom. he wants to look sharp. Cool. Yeah, you know, that's cool. I, that's one I never could really pull off, mainly because I'm knock kneed. You know, it's gonna... <laughs> it would really stand so, out. It huh, would sweetie? stand out. It's like the white looks great, but what is he doing with his legs, man? We didn't in our high school and our senior prom. We didn't have a choice. You oh, had, Sam. Yeah, you know, everybody had to wear white tux. Wow. The, the prom committee got to wear a black or gray. They got to, you know, stand out, but the, it was like a rule. Everybody wears that white. That makes it more dressy to me. And I love a tuxedo, yeah. mm-hmm. but I like the I idea of the boys being able to more uh, customize their tux. Uh, you know, just, yeah, I at really the time, do. I thought it was cool, but now it's like a white tux. Yeah. You know, well, it still stands out. It does look sharp. Did you he like pasta, just, You just can't wear the powder blue, you know, ruffle okay. thingy underneath Sam it. Sam did, though. I'm afraid you did. I see you've seen my pictures. Okay. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Thank you for those comments on our Facebook page and Instagram. Jump in anytime. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Ben Affleck may be out as Batman, but uh oh, here comes John Hamm, mm. may be interested. Tell you about it next. 
Jody's Hollywood Outsider. So, Sam, you sent me a text uh, yesterday evening that literally stopped me in my tracks. I was walking the dogs, mm-hmm. and then you sent me this link to an article, and I I didn't know where I was. The story being that <laughs> John Hamm of Mad Men fame, one of my favorites, like anything he does, yeah. I'm front row. John Hamm has expressed interest in in being Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, as soon as you said, sent that to me, you know what I saw? The bottom Him half in the of suit, right? the bottom half of his face exposed, and the top half in the Batman yeah. mask, if you can call, call it a mask, headpiece, if you will. John Hamm is Batman. And does this all come about? Oh my gosh! I didn't really read the story, but did it all come about because they're they're considering getting rid of? I don't know why ben it all Affleck. came about, but it seems kind of like it's a wonderful timing sort mm-hmm. of a thing because, yes, we'll get to what's happening over at DC Comics because they are just kind of blowing things up and yeah. they're looking to hit a reset button on Batman and Superman because of Ben Affleck and what he's what's going on with him. But here's the deal. This is not just a rumor. <laughs> John Hamm was doing an interview and someone... Just Big Fat asked him about Batman. There are at least rumors that you're interested in Batman. I've had rumors about that since probably since season one of Mad Men. I, I, I've, never, I've never had a conversation with anybody about it, literally. And I've sat in the rooms with all, all these guys. Never been offered anything. I think the internet wants what it wants. I can't would, control the would internet. Would you like it? Depends. Uh, on what? Script. What the story is. He went on to say, ladies and gentlemen, so it's all... that he thinks he'd fit the suit. Well, he'd probably fit the suit. Is it all bogus then? Or... No, it's not all bogus. It's just that he's not had the conversations, but he would. Yeah. Anybody who watched Mad Men could see that Yeah. in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, okay, I know how gaga you are over, over him. I, I, but I enjoy him. How about that? Honestly, as soon as I read the story, I thought, okay, suit, John Hamm. He would look good in the suit. He would look good in the suit, and he'd play it well. Oh, my goodness. DC, there's your reset. There's your reset, DC Comics. (laughs) Woo. All right, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning around 7.55, former boxing champ Oscar De La Hoya's Mm -hmm. big news. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Sam always finds the new eats. He's... The food dude. As we enter the uh, second weekend of the NFL season, I, I want to throw out some of the food items that are new this year at some of the stadiums. You know how they always oh. have the weird stuff that they put together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, they've really it, they've come a long way since just hot dogs and hamburgers. Exactly. A lot, you have a lot more choices. I like traditional park food. Uh, I do too. The Arizona Cardinals have the Gridiron Challenge Burger. It's 75 bucks. You what? get what? five one-third pound burger patties, five hot dogs, five bratwurst, eight slices of bacon, eight chicken tenders, 20 slices of cheese, 12 ounces of fries, and sauce all stacked on a 10-inch bun. So it's for the oh. team. Yeah. What's the, I don't even get the point of that. Because we're talking about it? Because it's, it's uh, because, what do you call it? Uh, this is kind of... If I'm, I'm going to order this and then go sit at my seat... I got Yuck. a screw loose to begin with because like, right, you're not going to get it all over the place. This is on one single serving yes. bun? Yes, a 10-inch bun. I think a 10-inch bun. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's uh, really, it's a smart marketing gimmick. You know, I mean, Somebody's going to buy it. And go, we're hey, talking we're about it. <laughs> yeah, this one might get you. The Battle Red Tacos that the Houston Texans are selling. These are chicken yes. tenders encrusted in Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Yes. Mm. Anything in Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I know why we like the, the hot Cheetos and popcorn. Yep. Yeah, so that's one that the Houston Texans are doing if you happen to catch their games this year.
earlier when Sam was talking about the you know the homecoming dilemma you know who dresses what and who's going to decide what matches and mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole date thing it reminds me of when I there was a date that I went on it was kind of, it was actually a fall dance it wasn't homecoming itself mm-hmm. but it was the first real dance that I had gone on and so my date I brought a corsage to yeah. and needed to do the whole formal you know the parents want us to do the formal thing with the pictures and all that and so I went to pin on the corsage. Oh. The thing was, her dress yeah. was a, a spaghetti, spaghetti strap, strap yeah. dress. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sitting here all nervous at that age going, okay, how am I going to do this? A, I don't want to poke her. B, it's kind of like, wow, this is not really, there's not a lot of fabric here to work with. <laughs> so the mom stepped in, right? She did. The My mom, mom did has the always stepped thing. in and, and worked and, and I and, didn't have to be all nervous. And that's nervous why about. the wrist corsages are so much more popular these days. Are they? I didn't know. Oh, you know, yeah. that's true. That's Slap easy. it on, you ain't got to worry what, what Murphy's having to go through. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Wardrobe malfunction could ruin that night. Yeah, Chad. It could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have another comment or two from the uh, Facebook page yeah. about who tell, you know, the girls usually saying, this is what you need to wear, guys. Yes. Yeah, I thought this was a warm fuzzy to wrap it up. Stephanie says, you know, color coordinate, but don't tell them what to wear. Although, who really cares if you match as long as you have fun? Yeah. That's so true, Stephanie. I mean, yeah. that's what it's about. A we lot get of really... people do care if you match, though. Yeah, I know, but in, know. keep in mind, kids, in it high school, it live it up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a couple Because of this hours. is what awaits you. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for having us on while you work today. Coming up, we're going to hang out a little longer after the show. Later this afternoon, when you get a chance, uh, download the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast and come hang out with us for a brand new episode. All right, coming up after the show today, we got to do this. I always think of the pets when there are big pending storms or any natural disaster. So how to keep pets safe? What is your plan? What to do um, when you have to evacuate? What to do with your pets on the way?